there there hasn't yet been a a, a sand in or a tsunami of some sorts or, or like a what's a what's the sand thing that that comes in there? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you know what I mean? Where you have like the windstorm of all the sand. Is it a sandstorm? Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast. Coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 74 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, he's come to terms with his contract, Most Awesome. Ooh, I'm getting five for eighty million, right? Is that what we squared away on? Man, the number's a little different. It's going to be approximately eighty million shy of what you're looking for there. But I do. I think. I think we have a sweet none of t-shirt. Guaranteed. Yeah, none, none, none guaranteed. No, not at all. Uh, how's your weekend, buddy? You win the weekend? Yeah, we usually do the weekend. Last week we had to do it Wednesday, and I think we had like a Thursday before that. We're just we're doing a true podcast on the weekend. A little late in it. That's right. That's right. A little later. A little cool. Little later. Uh, it was good. Um. Got back into town, was vacationing with oh, the yeah. fam. Mm-hmm. Got back into town yesterday about 7 o'clock and, uh, you know, just get reacclimated to the world and then, uh, you know, back into the pod, my sure, friend. Sure, that's what you're <laughs> just thinking about that with that in Florida. Wait, and then I, I see you end of August, right? Is that is that going to happen? That's right. Okay. Labor Day is coming, sir. All right. Another podcast together. Mm, I'm excited that. for it. Very sir. excited. All right, guys. Well, uh, before that, we have to get through this episode 74 to make sure we keep your eardrums excited. Uh, we have ripped from the headlines. We're doing holdouts. Hey, that's right. We're going to tackle the MAB inbox. They're going to do the Neapolitan showdowns. We're talking worse things about getting older. And then we're going to jump into the brand and gambling corner, tackling the NFC North. That's right. It's my birthday, and mm. I want to talk Lions. I want to talk Vikings. I want to talk Packers. And I want, well, I don't give a fuck about the Bears. They're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, brother. Rip from the headlines. Hold out. Hey, why are we talking about that this week, bro? We're talking about it because the NFL camps have started to open, which means Mm. invariably we're going to have a few people holding out, wanting new deals, wanting some uh, guaranteed dollars on the books. Yeah, you say kind of holding out, and it's inevitable, and I totally understand that, but... Yeah. uh, are these a little higher than normal, the number of holdouts we have? It, it seems like it's gaining a little momentum or not. Am I just kind of just now noticing it because we actually saw maybe one of the first higher blue chip players actually have someone like try to call his bluff and then he just kept his feet down. He's like, I'm not playing. And then he got his contract. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we've got as as of last count from yesterday, we have one, two, three, four, five, six players. So um, typically a lot of the holdouts pre um, pre the the rookie salary scale were like first round draft pick holdouts just you know arguing over deals and agreements and things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you saw a few players then you know holding out in in that you know contract year but we do have our first player that's and we'll talk about it a little bit more that's kind of taking that Le'Veon Bell playbook and sitting there and saying hey I know I've got a couple years left in my deal but I'm going to I'm going to set out now because I need to I need to re up because this rookie scale that I got is not worth what I'm producing on the field. Okay, so let's take them one at a time, and maybe we'll start off with kind of smaller ones, and then we'll get into the two mega ones. Uh, let's say Michael Thomas, uh, wide receiver, not happy with his deal. Um, I think I know running backs are getting all the attention right now, and I want to talk about just kind of yep. overall philosophy of the RB and the RB value. Uh, does this holdout surprise you? No, not really. I mean, considering that. You know, he set the record for most receptions in the first three years of his career with 321 receptions. That show, that show on the podcast? 
Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I do <laughs> You're like, that, most definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right there in my old... Man, I thought I was doing myself a solid when I was getting, like, my phone just kind of synced with everything. I am not. Uh, right, one <laughs> Let me shut off that messenger. That's right. So, anyways, uh, so Michael Thomas set a record for his first three seasons with 321 catches. Um, the most ever career-wise to, to start a career. And he's only going to be making 1.148 in terms of his salary for his rookie scale because he was drafted in the, I think, second round. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it is. I think it's requisite. He is a little bit on the older side. He's 26. So I could see why he wants to get this guaranteed money now because his, his career is ostensibly shorter because he, came, he was o- an older rookie when he came out. And he's he's wanting to make up for it and, and hold out now. Um, it's going to be a bit in flux because the Saints have never paid a skill position player more than ten dollars or ten million dollars in a season. Obviously, not counting quarterbacks with Drew Brees. Yeah. So here's my big thing, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I would like to kind of ask as a macro, which side are you on right here? Just kind of player empowerment. Obviously, in NBA, we've seen it go. I mean, they kind of have the owners. You know, they're, they're, they're running the league. The players are over there. And then you have a separate thing we talk about, and we see when there's always threats of NFL lockouts or whatever, the NFL Players Association. It's really hard for the NFL players to fight for, you know, their contracts aren't those guaranteed contracts. Like, I, that's come up on yeah. these podcasts a lot. So that, to me, automatically, just on face value macro, makes me lean a little bit more towards understanding a player holds out but is there also like are the owners kind of thinking you know you have to fulfill these contracts you signed even though the owners don't really have to on their side yeah i mean so that's the thing i think that i the hypocrisy with the nfl contract is i if this was a nba deal and it was guaranteed money and he's just going to sit out and say well i don't like my situation or i need more money uh i have a much firmer stance on that in terms of like well you signed your contract you should fulfill your contract yeah but because the nfl can kind of terminate these agreements and have all sorts of interesting language that are written into these things that can get themselves out of agreements well i would say like in it in and we'll talk about him later ezekiel elliott with an off the field stuff and you know having those outs for off the field that detract from you know the on the field stuff I'm for that, but in this situation where the guy's clearly outperformed his rookie scale, um, it's behooved you for for three years. Clearly, I would I would think that he would be under your long term plan mm. in terms of where the direction of the Saints are going to go. Probably in a position that is going to be more um, important as we look at the passing, you know, uh, uh, numbers go through the roof. So I would say in this respect, they should probably look to – now, that doesn't mean that they need to restructure his salary for this year, but they need to talk about let's get a future long-term deal, five years. You know, if you look at, um, you know, Beckham Jr. and DeAndre Hopkins, they both signed five-year $90 million and five-year $81 million range. Well, Michael Thomas has played in in that range. He's, he's, he's put up numbers – similar to that i mean he's slightly above uh hopkins and some of the touchdown numbers and but receptions he's above hopkins and odell beckham jr but odell beckham jr has a little bit more yards per catch on average and and overall touchdowns so i would say you you know five for 85 you put him right there in that middle because he is one of the top wide receivers in the game and when i just signed him to that Sign him to that. Obviously, he's going to fight to get that front loaded and fight to get some of that guaranteed, but sign it to him and then just cut him after three years. I mean, if he's if he's not got that level of player. Yeah, I mean, that, that's where a lot of that language is. There's, you know, that five for 90 for Odell Beckham is not fully guaranteed. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have some, hey, I can make this player happy. I can get him into camp. Our window is short from the Saints perspective. Let's, you know, I, what do I care about the future dollars if – you know, I'm uh, Drew Brees isn't going to be playing for that many more seasons. So let's maximize the short term, make him happy, get him into camp. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I mean, it's a it's a sunk cost. I mean, if you're so worried about it, you can probably take out insurance policies on these players and recoup, you know, 60 percent on 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 the dollar. If you're if you're so worried about the, you know, the, the dollars and cents of it. All right, so let's look at uh, the running back kind of working up that tree. Uh, I want to talk about Melvin Gordon because he also brings up a very interesting situation. Uh, I think it's always yeah. interesting when you come out and you weren't 
why are people driving around with this music blasting and their windows down? It's Sunday evening, people. Oh, you remember that one time that it's I podcast in time, man. You remember that one time I had to yell at people on the streets of Williamsburg? They were doing like a tour. Yeah. Or something? Oh, yeah. That's that almost almost round two, brother. Um, yeah. Exactly. So Melvin Gordon brings an interesting situation on having a not. It's it's not even a James Conner with having someone behind you that can fill the role and just kind of like take it over, but actually a a talented back that's fighting for touches that could be an right. elite back in his own right. And you also, you know. Don't didn't even mention his injury history, which he's had knee and hip injury issues yeah. in his four seasons, and hasn't has only one year played a full sixteen game schedule. That was the only year that he's ever run for more than a thousand yards. But he is a bit of an all purpose back. He's had you know the last three seasons he's had between fifteen hundred and thirteen hundred total yards, a few touchdowns. He's been pretty you know he's had two Pro Bowls in that time. But yeah, I don't I I uh, is he in the upper tier of running backs, maybe at the very bottom of that. You know what I mean? If you're looking at maybe five or six running backs in there, he might be sixth or seventh or eighth somewhere in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but I get it. He he's he he's only gonna be on gonna be making like five and a half million bucks this year. Yeah. And given his injury history, he wants to get some money on the books. Because it could, you know, what happens next year? Yeah, it like it totally makes sense. Sorry to keep cutting you off. Uh, I just did it. I just started, but I just I did it. But it did it. But it did That's the conversation air horn. It's just it's more like so. I'm talking of less about his value, which is which is fine, or less about like where he's at and got to make it happen. Because I totally agree. Like any running back that think there's a shot, or at least has found themselves in that top five range and not making as much money as the four other guys, six other guys around them, then yes, fight for that if if you have to, just based on the contract, and especially based on the position you're at, which we'll talk more about uh, when we get to Ezekiel Elliott. Long about way that I always fucking take the long way to get to it is more of, I want to talk about Melvin Gordon specifically on what bargaining leverage power he has that's why it doesn't make sense to me because i just don't see i know he wants to get paid but part of the math that goes into sitting out has to be like not expecting them to call your bluff and i see san diego having all the chips on their side being able to call this all in bluff like sit out los angeles los Los angeles los angeles fuck (laughs) two years out it's it's getting darn near inexcusable (laughs) i uh i don't know very what what sort of leverage he has other than the fact that uh, he did he is coming off a pro bowl year he was a pro bowl player last year um i think you know there's obviously a difference between him and austin eckler and and you know you need both players to be successful it's not like you know you just plug and play and the one will just go i mean austin eckler hasn't proven anything over a 16 game season being the lead guy yeah at least with melvin gordon you know um, he is a lead guy. He is a he is a you know a three down back, and he can you know he'll give you ten to twelve football games and play at a pretty high level level or a Pro Bowl level I should say. Um, so that's his leverage. And then if you're looking, you know what you're trying to do is is you're trying to sit there and say um, on his side that look, obviously we're not going to ask for Todd Gurley type numbers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a David Johnson-esque type deal, David Johnson took three years for $39 million. Uh, like 25 of that was guaranteed. I think that that's a much more reasonable number, and I think I think he would, Melvin Gordon would take that, considering I think he only made like $15 million bucks over the course of his first, you know, four years that were guaranteed, or $15 million. So I think he would take that in a, in a two-, three-year stint. Yeah, I think that's something they offer. You think that's something they would offer? Uh, I think Los Angeles might offer it. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? Did I say San Diego again? You did say San Diego. I said Diego. they. I, I said, do you think crazy. it's something they would offer? Uh, oh, oh, I thought you said San Diego. Yeah, so I just excited. hear San Diego every time you open your mouth. That's fine. That's yeah, I mean, I think that they. I think that. I mean, I don't know their cap uh, structure right off the bat, and I don't know they've got a lot of young guys coming up offensively. So, I, I mean. But I think I think that's a fair value for what he is. I think nine, you know, nine million bucks guaranteed um, over three seasons, 25, 27 million bucks in that bad for, like I said, that upper top 10 running back or, or lower end of the top 10 running backs. OK, I, I want to know your thoughts on Philip Rivers had a little opinion on it. Not afraid to give a sound bite uh, when asked about it. He's like um, he loves Melvin Gordon, but running back is a deep position for us. 
Yikes. Not exactly yeah. your quarterback coming to your back there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to definitely ruffle a few feathers there. Um, you know, it, 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 that and it speaks because it's the quarterback. I think, obviously, you know, uh, it's funny that him and uh, Ben Roethlisberger were drafted in the same draft class because they both kind of had uh, – some not so kind things to say about guys holding out or some controversial guys yeah. holding out on their squad. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, if you're trying to embolden your friend or your, your offense and make sure that everybody is feeling like they're appreciated, it's kind of a little bit of a slight, but it's also, I don't know. It's a, it's very much a mixed message, especially when it comes from a quarterback. Um, it means that maybe he could just hold out for the year. I mean, maybe he's, he's not feeling the love, all the way from from Los Angeles and says, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to hold out and I'm going to rehab and and go back into it. And obviously the Le'Veon Bell, you know, that that worked out well from him from a cash grab standpoint. Yeah, I can see it a little bit, but also like I like the idea of it could be a negative thing, but also like kind of the quarterback's job is if he keeps getting asked about it, it's just like, hey, we're just ready to play ball. And it's, it kind of has that right. vibe to it. It's, it's a little like kind of kicking the ass, but you also, you don't want people doubting how strong the Los Angeles Chargers are going to be this year just based on, you know, your main running back holding out. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, I think I think there's a little more diplomatic way that he could have put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. He was, he you know was being I mean? Philip like, Rivers about it for sure. I just think, yeah, Melvin Gordon's a great player, but we also have a lot of other talented running backs here, and we're rolling with who we got. It's as simple as that. You, you not saying it any other way is saying something, and that's where everyone starts, us included, read into it. All right, Ezekiel Elliott is probably the kingpin, the big one that's holding out. Um, yeah. Are we going to see Ezekiel Elliott play this year? Number two, does he have the right to hold out? Obviously he does, but it seems like this guy's getting suspended, borderline suspended, and then he's mm-hmm. almost holding himself out with no pay for 16 games. He keeps acting like he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is if it wasn't for the off-the-field stuff, you'd sit there and go 100%. I mean, here's a guy who has led the league in an, two out of the three years in rushing, um, averages, ha- has the second-highest career rushing yards per game average behind Jim Brown at 101.2. So he's, a, he's an all-world talent. He's just a bit of a knucklehead. And if he, you know, heading into this offseason, he didn't have a little bit of a skirmish at a music festival and some other stuff. And then you just have just one thing after another with him. I mean, it'd be lot, they'd be locking him down. They would be giving him Todd Gurley type numbers because he's 24. He's relatively healthy. He hasn't had a lot of injury issues. It's just off the field stuff. So, I mean, do you, and from a, from a Dallas standpoint, I mean, you have to pay him for the player, right? But do you just you do you just fill out some, you know, uh, you know, conduct, you know, me- uh, laden performance measures to sit there and say like, hey, if you if you step out of line, like we'll give you sixty million dollars guaranteed over the next five years, but if you step out of line at all or you get caught up in X, Y, and Z. We can terminate this and and get out of jail free card. Yeah, like because because the NFL is just the optics of it can't have it and his issues, one way or the other, um, are are, are uh, you know if you know the whole story if you don't know the whole story they're not great. He puts himself in, in poor positions. It's it, you know it's it's one of those things where it's like look like we can't have this on our football club, no matter how strong of a talent you are. You know, we can't, we can't, no one can outlast us, not even America's team, if it comes down to it. So we got to protect ourselves on that end. So we're going to, he should understand it that he, he could cost himself that money, that guaranteed money. Yeah. So are we going to see Ezekiel Elliott play football this year? I mean, you'd have to think they'll get to some kind of agreement. It's just being Jerry Jones and the flashy teams they are. And also, I want to ask a, let me ask a bigger question. You can, you can answer that, but I want to start big. Mm-hmm. And this is what I, I all wanted to get to this is, is the value of the premium running back dropping? Is is the cost between a mediocre, not even mediocre running back, but a skilled not might not necessarily blue chip quarterback or blue chip running back, but having like a you know running back by committee on a bunch of guys that are pretty good save you enough money in the long run than getting that blue chip and paying for that uh, that top top four top five running back. 
Um, the first thing about Ezekiel Elliott as a cowboy, I would say yes, because he's got two years left on a, on his deal, seven, almost eight million this year, nine million next year. I think they get an extension worked out for him, kicking in next year, um, and I I think they get it done pretty quickly. The second part of that question, that's an interesting question, because you could make a claim for diversification and spreading out a little bit of money over similarly talented guys and just rotate them in and out and just keep them fresh, you know, almost in a, in, in the way that some of the college programs like a Georgia just had a stable of solid running backs coming in and out and, or, or even Clemson and just say, Hey, you guys, this is how you've been, how you've played here it is. And if we reach an outlier, if you get somebody that is going to be, you know, your your main guy yeah you can look to to manage that a little bit and then pay him a little bit more but i mean you you should definitely look at diversifying that's the, that's the exact field. word that's that's the exact word that's perfect most awesome it's, it's diversifying your running back core your running back unit so now yeah. you're not you're no longer all in on a saquon barkley and if he goes down you're fucked i mean i think we've seen just the way that James Conner, no one thinks that James Conner is the same level as Le'Veon Bell, but it was a great case study to see like how much an offensive line matters, how much uh, like a game plan matters, and it was like, shit, if what can you do, how much can you beef up an offensive line with that James Conner type contract where you're saving money because you're not paying that Le'Veon Bell money? Yeah, exactly, and I think I mean the Cowboys have have proven that too. I mean, for as much as Ezekiel Elliott has been a stud, their offensive line—I mean, they've sunk a lot of money, a lot of first-round picks, and have a lot of talent on that offensive line. So, what is it—is it the chicken or the running back? You know what I mean? Is it the chicken or the egg? Yeah. And it's and and same thing with the Steelers. The Steelers have a lot of solid talent on that offensive line, um, and yeah, investing in those guys, I would probably say in today's in today's football game, I would protect my quarterback, which means insulating the offensive line, spreading that that pool of money. I say I have like ten to fifteen million dollars for running backs. I'm I'm going to spread it out over three or four, and each one either either have very similar guys that can all do the same thing, or have you're my goal goal line, you're my third down, you're my between you know you're my spread guy. Although that tips your hand a little bit, I think you'd almost want to be like, "Hey, I want all guys that are in in our in our style that are six one to six foot, two twenty to two thirty. That's the model that we're going to go because we're not going to do a lot of screens and passing out of the backfield. If we do, it'll just be you know basic extended handoffs. So you're looking for something like that. Yeah, I would think that'd be the best way. You're like, I need three of the same guy who have you know plus or minus the same skill set, same type of uh, vision and feet. All right, well, we'll we'll see how all this plays out. Guys, check our Instagram, MAB underscore sports, to see all the breaking news when those contracts are signed. Maybe if you look at it and you just, it randomly just happened, but you don't check ESPN and you just check Instagram and we're there. It's almost like we broke the news. Like we heard it first. Right. There you go. Anything's possible. All right, MAB inbox, right off. Uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs wide receiver crew instud themselves, throwing balls on the Mm. beach and running drills in the sand. What are the odds they can write that off as a business trip for tax purposes? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I like it. That's smart. If they're not doing it, they should be doing it. I guess that's true. Like, but are you? So I think obviously, like you could. Like, it, there's a double go room. It would just be. It's so public. It makes me wonder if it's harder because it's not like. You didn't go there because that's where you had to go to warm up and catch passes. You weren't sitting around Kansas City and you're just like, man, if we don't get part of our regimen is we need to get in sand and throw balls. And if we don't get in just 80 degree weather with a bunch of chicks and bikinis throwing footballs around shirtless, like that is not that's doing a disservice to our training this year. So I better buy these flights and get there. Travis Kelsey's like, look, it's covered with 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 land on on all sides of the state like there is no beaches here there's no water yeah we can't do this we've got to go to turks and caicos you know how many away games we go through where their whole football field's made of sand (laughs) we're just trying we're bettering ourselves we're just trying to make sure that we're ready for any of the elements exactly there there hasn't yet been a a a sand in or a tsunami of some sort or or like a what's a What's the sand thing that, that comes in there? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You uh, know what I mean? Where you have like the windstorm of all the sand. Is it a sandstorm? You know what I'm saying? Is it a sandstorm? Yeah. 
How stupid you, how stupid you John Blake on that? You're like it's a windstorm but with sand. What what the fuck's that called? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck, man. Yeah. This is why I, it took me so long to graduate college, people. Um yeah, so never mind. The joke's ruined. Here's the, no, here's fine, the deal. I, go for it. I think they could go for it. All right. Take two. <laughs> Can't wait for you to edit. Not edit. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to edit it out, bro. I'm going to be honest. Um, so I, first off, can we just say this? Like, really? We're, we're really on the instant. Did we do this for the gram or we did, did we do this to get better in the off season? I think it's for the, the first, I think yeah. we're doing it for the gram. I don't think they really give a shit. Like, First off, how many white claws did Pat Mahomes have? And it's like, all right, this would be good for the gram to do this. How can I up my status? I don't buy it. I don't yeah. think it's fucking legit, dude. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. I, I just save those tax breaks for people that need them. Like your signing bonus, yeah, like yeah. you're going out there. You just it's it's a it's a bros trip. I'm sorry, didn't they also they they were like fishing off the back of the boat or something? Was that is that part of the training? Like is that part of like bicep yeah. curls? Get out. Yeah, that. exactly right. No, there's none of that. And it's like, and here's the thing that would have been real interesting. Like, what if somebody tweaked up a, an ankle or, or pulled a hammy doing that shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, you're you're in a third world country or, I don't know, maybe they were in Florida. I have no idea. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it's not like it's a sanctioned workout. There's no trainers on staff. I don't know. It just feels like, hey, we all had a few beers in us. Like, you know, Kelsey had a few Michelob Ultras. And I was like, all right, let's do this thing. This will be fun first. You know, hey, uh, you know, uh you know, Instagram girl of the week, mm-hmm. hold this camera, hold this phone and shoot us running routes. All right. So it does have odds in the email. What are the odds that they can write this off as a gambling, per, uh, gambling trip? What are the odds they can write this off for a business trip for tax purposes? I see the words odds. I got to set them. That's me, bro. That's how yeah. I roll. Ooh, I like uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to set the odds at three to five that they can write this off. They can write it off if they wanted to just do the right thing. Just don't fucking write it off. Do- yeah, yeah. Ooh, can we set the odds on what they would get audited or who gets audited if they try and pass that off? Oh, audited, man. I think you're up at that level. Like, you have so many people kind of working for you and shuffling that money around. Like, the odds of them getting audited successfully, like, I would put at 10 to 1. Ooh, okay. That'd be all my right. guess. All and right. that's if you got audited, that you'd have to pay some of that money back 10 to 1. That's what I'm setting up. Uh, all right, brother. It's high noon, motherfucker. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown started out as ranking some ice cream flavors. This week, we find ourselves ranking the worst things about getting old. Uh, mm. Yeah. Had a birthday this week, bro. Proud to say it. I am. Congratulations. Thanks, brah. 37 brah. years old. Suit me well. Ooh. I like it. I like those odd birthdays. Looks like I'm getting older. 40 is yeah. around the corner. Uh, I know you're out there scouting I'm it for 40. me. I'm at 40. What, I'm at 40. I'll tell you. Come in the water. It's cool. <laughs> bring it's the report cold. back. Um, all right. I'll take the I'll take the ball out. So, Yeah. Birthday boy gets it. All right, brother. Um. We're guys, we're men. We like to keep it tight, keep in shape, look good. Not like everyone does when we get older, but it's uh, notice car- eating carbs becoming a problem. Uh, it's it's the cliche yeah. thing. Just just eat it in general, and it everyone says it. I was a skinnier kid. Uh, I don't know if you were a skinny kid, but like literally could eat anything. Like the joke, like I had a hollow leg, and it's yeah. so cliche. But now it's just I can dramatically tell if I eat intermittent fasting. Like avoid those carbs and everything. You got a nice brand dan on your hands. A nice, just the skin looks Nick. nice. Just keeping it tight. Uh, goes crazy and just kind of has the adds the rice and the chipotle burritos. Has a pizza crust or something. It Ooh. all goes to shit. It gets all it gets puffy. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now. I went on. I've been trying to you know cut out the carbs and sugars myself, yeah. sir. And and I just came back from vacation where I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna just let loose. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a little bit of cake. Yeah. Have some some. I'm gonna drink some beers. Oh I'm yeah. Let my, let the carb flag fly, <laughs> and uh, I I put on like six pounds when I, from when I came back. Uh, but I do fluctuate like crazy with my weight. Um, but I've always been that thing where it's like I would eat two meals. I'd eat whatever I wanted. 
Um, now, granted, the exercise kind of ma- mirrored that a lot too. So there, there was part of that. But I always had a pretty strong metabolism. And then as slowly I've gotten older, that's kind of gone away. And that's my number three as well too. I just oh, really eating food. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my number three. I was like, eating food sucks now, now that I'm older. Because all the stuff that's good, all the nummy food that I like – is uh is is out of bounds i can't touch it anymore yeah it's just weird like i just wish i had a good compromise like it doesn't turn into a cheat day like i have like four ipas like thursday night and that rolls into like some ramen noodles the next day and it just like and then by sunday night i was just like okay well technically if you keep it tight like monday tuesday wednesday and you blow it up like that's that's a three to four ratio (laughs) that ain't gonna work out yeah, it never seems to work that work that way. Is is like if I'm good for seven days and then I have three days that are bad, the three days always tend to outweigh significantly the seven days that are good. Yeah, and that's just with a with an aging metabolism, uh, getting older. It, you know, it's not good. It's not good. That is where I got. So uh, I'll go with this. I will go when I'm letting it loose and it just it's getting ugly. Uh, I'm at a one seventy seven. I'm gonna say when you're letting loose a one. 80. I'm just going to take a shot, bro. Oh, <laughs> you are kind. Yeah, you're kind. Right, you're, my, you're my pod partner. Like, this isn't like a carnival thing. I don't have to like, guess right on there. We'll say it close. So you're up by three, technically. Uh, all right. Number two on my list. Um, like I'm going to say joints. And I know that sounds like really old, mm. but specifically like playing basketball. Playing pickup basketball used to be something and I still kind of do it. I could do it just on my lunch break, like the Y's right over there. If, like work's not crazy. I like to pop over there and just play some pickup basketball. But you play for like an hour, and I'm I'm walking weird the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I have uh, uh, we have a friend who you know famously wakes up and has a different ailment every day that he wakes up and he doesn't sure. know quite what happened to it. It's been on the pod. And as you get older, I start to feel that yeah, that happens where. You're, you get a little bit of joint pain stiffness. And you're like, wow, did I just sleep wrong? Or did I did I pick up a box, like a 5, 10-pound box that, you know, was on my front porch that, I don't know, maybe I, like, strained something in my back now. Yeah, that's I don't get this. That's it, pretty bad. It does, it does tend to fall apart on you. Yeah, when you're not working out enough, when you're just like, man, my muscles are sore. What did I do? And you're just like, oh, like, I just helped someone load in a box from Amazon into their trunk. And it's like, now my back's sore. <laughs> right, like, that means right. maybe you got to hit the weight room. What's your number two, brother? Um my number two, I'm gonna go with zits. What the fuck, zits? Like, I why am I still getting zits at 40 years old? You, got acne? you know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah, I why do I? Why, why do I get acne? Why do I have it on my back? I, I I take showers, I bathe, I clean myself. I don't understand where random like deep pimple on my forehead comes from. I'm 40 fucking years old. Yeah, I'm not 16 anymore. I don't need like Retin A or you know Oxy OxyClean or whatever the fuck they those remember those Oxy pads remember those things Oh yeah I was oh yeah those? were you were you into those so I did the I would do the Oxy pads now they seem kind of like counterintuitive like you're just kind of grinding all that oil down in there right but I also like I, right. I swore by the the Clearasol cream like I would just take a little dollop like on my finger and then just like put it on the pimple and just let it hang out and dry and then I famously yeah, yeah. I, I would never I don't pop my pimples. I mean, I Look at you! Die. See, you're you have willpower that I, a young most awesome, did not have. I famously, as a kid, had terrible skin, tons of acne, and I still and and I still get it. I went through the whole. Um, what was your nickname? Not Rhett. Most awesome? No, no, I I know your nickname on the pod, bro. What was your nickname? Did you have a nickname in like middle school, something or something like Dawson, something Dawson? What did it have to do? Oh, with- that was in middle school. Yeah, but I didn't have zits then. She called me dog faced Dawson. Oh, dog face. Okay. Well, I knew it was something about your yeah, face. Yeah, that's just because I'm. Know. That's because I'm ugly, but not because of zits. <laughs> God, bro, you're breaking my pot heart over here, bro. It's not yeah, true. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's like uh, I, I did the. Oh shit, I can't remember. It was a pill. Super hardcore. I had to get like blood tests. It cleared everything up. Looked great. I had good skin now. But every once in a while, I get a pimple, and it's like, look, man. Yeah. I've gone past this stage of my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting gray hairs now. I shouldn't be getting zits too still. Yeah, that's true. Make up your mind. All right, so I'm going to give you, yeah, you should have left the acne back to the age of 16, so you get 16 points. I should have left the basketball back to my 24-year-old self, so I give myself 24 points. All right, (laughs) number one. (laughs) I would be really interested to see if we have the same one. Uh, My number one, death. (laughs) Getting closer (laughs) to it. There's no two ways around it. It's just the fact. Yeah. Every year I get older, the closer I get to dying. That's just, spoiler alert, 
And when I die, that means there's no <laughs> more MAB Sports podcast. So it should be on all of Ooh. our minds. Exactly. Yes. No MAB death pools out there for the audience, please. Please. Oh, I, can't, I can't take it. But if you do have one, um, email to MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Let's, <laughs> let's hear your takes. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes, I didn't have the macabre like you did. I um, Mine was a little bit of a variation on your second one. But it's less about the injury factor and more about, like, my body just can't do things that I I, I, I think I am capable of doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exercising and working out, it's like part of me in my mind still thinks, like, if I trained hard enough, I could still dunk a basketball. Yeah, yeah. No, nope, like, exactly. no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I can't. Yeah. I'm 40 years old. Yeah. It's impossible for me to do. It's out of the question. That time <laughs> has passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I, I still think I'm able to do things that I could do when I was 24 years old or 23 years old. And those, those things are gone. You know what I mean? Like I used, I still think I can go out and drink all day and pop up at six o'clock in the morning. No, no, sir. You cannot. Yeah. Time has taken that away from you. So yeah, your vertical will never exceed the 14 inches. It is now. Well, I'm guessing. Mm. (laughs) So you're, I think I, I feel like you're under on my, or over on (laughs) my, under on my, Vertical and way, way the fuck under on my weight. All so right, all right. I guess I'll, I guess I'll take it. Uh, so I'm you're getting... almost making me say my weight on the podcast. I, I, I didn't want to make you too, buddy. I just, I have to score it. I have to score it. I love you. I love the pod. You look a certain way. They can't see you. They're none the wiser. Just drop something on there. That's right. You finish with the score. That's right. Two ten. Um, say I'm gonna die at the age of I don't know sixty eight. We'll wait till you guys will weigh in. Uh, so that's two sixty nine to two ten. That's a brand and a victory. Ooh. Nicely done, sir. You played the death card, and you should <laughs> I did. I wasn't afraid to go there. Uh, all right, guys. We're up against it. Let's go to the gambling corner real fast. Bring us to that jam. All right, Brand Dana Gambling Corner. It's my birthday week, or it was last week. It doesn't matter. We'll keep extending it. But I want to talk NFC North. Most awesome, a mm. Detroit Lions fan. Brand Dana, a Minnesota Vikings fan. So this is where we can get into it this year. Our style yes, is, sir. I'm guessing, the what Vegas put the over-under number at it. Then we'll discuss through, and we'll talk about if either one of us thinks that we should put any coin down on it this year. What team you got for me out of the gate, bro? I'm going I'm to go with my... I really shouldn't go with my hometown Lions, but mm. uh, so I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Fuck it, Chicago Bears. I'm gonna okay. The Vikes and the I'm saving the Vikes and the Bears or the Vikes and the uh, Lions for last. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do this at the end. Uh, Bears are tough. I know they're kind of um, they got that defense back that everybody's excited about, looking like those you know Chicago Bears of yesteryear. It's kind of like the NFL's darling last year. Last couple of years, yeah, I don't yeah. like. It seems like everybody kind of just got an eye on them, like a fun pick for the playoffs, and they did. I mean, they they uh, made a little damage last year. I have them at eight and a half wins. I'm afraid it might be a little low, but feels right to me. Your skosh low, it's nine wins. Yeah, okay, just a skosh. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think everyone was really falling in love, especially with the Khalil Mack trade last year and the Bears and Matt Nagy. Um, I think the bloom will be off the rose a little bit this year, considering that they also have probably the one of the tougher schedules in the NFL this year. I think uh, certain Vegas odds maker have them at about the fifth most tough, mm-hmm. or most difficult record or season in the or schedule, I should say, in the league. Yeah, um, and looking at it, I kind of agree. It's a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, you got Saints, you got Chargers, you got Packers twice, uh, you got Vikings twice, uh, you got at the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you you're playing the Chiefs. So right there, I mean, those are all teams. I mean, you would imagine would have winning records this year, and that's just you know nine games right there out of the gate before you really stare down at it. Yeah, exactly. And, and just looking at it from the other other perspective, like the true winning games that I see. Yeah, you know, you got to win at the road at Denver, which is not an easy. Sure, win. tough place to play. Tough you, place to play. You know, tough place to play at Washington, at Oakland, 
home against Detroit. You got Detroit twice, home and away, and then the Giants. So there's six games right there potentially that could be a win, but they're not all guaranteed. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to go, you know, seven and nine or six and ten, but I think it's a very like, it feels to me like a very 800 schedule. Like nine and seven means they split, you know, they split both with the Vikes and the Packs and like take the home game and then maybe steal one from the you know the rams the you know philadelphia in week what is it one two three four five six seven like week eight or nine based on carson wentz's health might yeah. be an interesting game but that's on the road so it's like they got to steal one maybe dallas if zeke holds out the whole year you know those are the types of games that you're really kind of looking at but that still doesn't give me any betting confidence because that's only really nine wins right there and, that and, puts and us, it doesn't that's a push yeah and it's uh you're totally right i don't think you can't take the over on this and i I knew out of the gate, even when I was setting my line, that it was going to be bumped a bit high just for kind of having that that NFL darling just kind of be on our, everybody's radar. People like talking about Chicago. So uh, it might be a little overhyped, which I think gave them that extra half win. It really comes – I mean, you know, if the Vikings and Packers are as good as they're supposed to be, I, I think eight is – Taking the under on this eight and a half is something I'm interested in. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna dog ear it. I'm not locking in yet. I'm I'm curious. I'm interested in it. Okay. All right. So then let's go uh, across Lake Michigan there and go to Green Bay, the Packers. All right, the Packers. I if it was any other year, I'd want to go higher on this. I think you know, even though he can't chug a beer, and he'll let you know to R E L A X. God, what a douche. Um, that that I think I, I really think he's ready to win. I think you know last uh, injury season has been frustrating, and then obviously like some people accuse them of just kind of blowing wins to get the coach out the door. Anyway, long story, it was hard for me. I really I was looking at that nine and a half, ten like that many wins after you miss the playoffs is a little too high for me. So I locked in at nine wins. You were spot on, B. It is nine wins. Boom, man. And I'm looking at it. You've got. Home against Denver. You got Detroit twice. You have home against Carolina. Um, you've got Oakland at home, and you've got Washington at home. So they play well at home. You've got one, two, three, four, five easy wins at home. Plus, you've got the Giants on the road, uh, 49ers, Detroit. Those are another three wins. So that's like nine games right there. Yeah. Um, if you if you split with Chicago, I mean, you're 10, 11, mm. right? I mean, 11 and five isn't crazy. It's just not. Uh, it just all, it's all contingent on LaFleur and, and Rogers meshing. It yeah, really is. exactly. If, you know, the coaching change, if it's, it's simple. If Green Bay made the playoffs last year, then this number would be half a game, a game higher. And they did. So I, yeah. I just, I think it's really hard for Vegas to be like a team that missed the playoffs to put them at like a fucking 10 game you know, Tim, Tim game over under number is kind of, is, is quite a pendulum swing. Although if there's any team that could do it, it would be an Aaron Rodgers led team with just a new coach who was intentionally trying to lay down the year before. Man, did we, did we give yeah. enough attention for my logic of getting that number fucking dead on? Yeah, no, wow. you're right. You're on like, it. you're I like, like no, you're, we, we gave it enough you're, attention. You're dialed in B. You're dialed in B. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, I see Like, I think the at 49ers game is interesting. I'm not going to go through cause I know you just listed them all, but you know, to get to, 10 wins i think super doable uh so i want to put this in my driver's seat packers over as my what i'd walk away out of this division with so far very good and seeing how it's your birthday we'll go with my detroit lions Mm. next saving the best for last all right well you don't want to count this over under prediction as your birthday present bro because i wouldn't (laughs) do this to you before um Lions always, ugh, I know you're the Lions fan. It just seems like, you know, 10, 12 years of just, there just seems to be too much talent for not being able to put it together. It was hard for me to get too high. I have the over, under at, it's going back and forth. The division, the schedule's not insane. I have it at six and a half wins. Ooh, you're slightly low. It's seven. Seven. It was six and a half probably in april it's moved up a slight bit mm-hmm. um they got mike daniels from the packers there sure i think the defense and the defensive line is gonna be rock solid uh and i think uh they let theoretic the go gave his papers yeah, they let him go too many too many too many uh too much diversification in that backfield b <laughs> um 
So, but I, I, I keep looking at their schedule. It's a very tough schedule. They have really. I don't think. I don't, th- I don't think this, this schedule's not that tough. It's not it's, that tough. Okay, but it's tougher than it's not as tough as the the Bears, but it's easier than the Vikes and uh, uh, the Packers slightly. Plus, I just I I. I, I have them at six wins. I, I'm feeling pessimistic. Arizona, Giants, Oakland, Washington, Tampa Bay at Denver at late in the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe are they? You know, the two of their four, two of their six winnable games are in the back half of the season where they, you know, depending on injuries and what have you, they could just roll it up and sit there and say, "Eh, we're okay. We're just going to pack this in." Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, and they, that makes me nervous. I, I get it. They could split with the Bears. They could, yeah, yeah. A lot could happen. Here's here's my news on the. I want my gut says for the Lions just because I like Stafford. Like I like betting on quarterbacks yeah. to be able to get you to 500 in a league where we don't know we don't really know how good the Vikings are. We don't really know how good the Bears are. Those could be two 500 teams, so it could just be a dogfight. And that always happens in one division. Is this division where there's just a bunch of fucking like seven, nine, eight, and eight teams like scrapping it out? Uh, and also, it's it's the fucking Lions. Like, uh, yeah. just you know, go bet on a coin flip and save yourself fucking like 17 weeks of torture as opposed to like trying to guess this over under at this perfect six and a half number. Yeah, or exactly. Seven. And I and that's the thing. Well, you is, said it was seven, right? I would at, at seven. Yeah, okay. it is seven. But that's that's the thing is is like if if it was a half number, if it was six and a half, I would feel a little bit more tempted to, to bet that over. But seeing as how it's seven, that means that they've got to win eight games. And I know that's a bit you know dumbing it down for the audience there. But that makes that gives me pause. That gives that makes me go. They got to win all six of their winnable games, and they've got to split against the Vikes and you know the Bears or at least take two of the six away from their division rivals. Then you've got Chargers. That's week two, so that might be more of a winnable game. At Philly, home against KC. Then you're into the division. Then you got Dallas at home. I mean, Dallas, I mean, you know, that just it just makes me nervous the way it's all laid out. And, and so I, I'd stay away, but if I was feet to the fire, I'd say under because – uh, hashtag SOL, same old Lions. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I say uh, stay away. I, I don't want to repeat again, like all the games you said. Uh, just my probably pain point that I'd point out is three of the first four games are Chargers at Eagles and then Chiefs. I mean, if something goes wrong at Cardinals opening day, like, yeah, I mean, that's, an, that's an easy 0-4, which is a scary hole to get yeah. out of. And then you're and you're in the bye week, and that could be, does that mean Patricia's on the hot seat and get, gets canned? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can, makes me nervous. All right. All right. Now your team, B, oh. the Minnesota Vikings. Purple, baby. Skull up. Skull! Uh, so I have my Vikes very disappointed last year in the performance, obviously missing the playoffs, couldn't get it done on the fucking last week of the season. Uh, I think Vegas is – this team has a lot of talent. I still think Vegas is a little hesitant of this team. Um, their schedule's not like not a gauntlet at all, which makes me kind of put him – in the a half win more than I think Vegas had them at, so I kind of split the difference. Eight and a half. Long story short, eight and a half wins. Minnesota Vikings. That's where I got them at. Oh, B of little faith. You're sitting at nine. Nine. Like a niner. Some. Nine. Yes, exactly. Them and the Packers. Okay. Well, this is yep, interesting. Yeah, like, they had. They had, and I think that's Vegas's way of saying they're hedging it. This division is going to be. Yeah, this is going to be a tough, a tough division to figure out. We have three really solid teams. They all could be playoff teams, but they all have to go against each other twice, and that's gonna that's gonna easily tick up the the loss column there. So let's set it at nine for all three of these teams. Exactly, because uh, uh, spoiler alert: uh, all three of these teams ain't getting ten wins. Like you're not gonna be sitting no. in week sixteen looking at three teams at ten and six. So um, no. the Vikings, I nine. You know what's funny is. When I thought it was eight and a half, or that's what I said it, I would jump on it at nine. Uh, you know, here we go again, not to get that push. I, I guess if really part of Brandana Gambling Corner is where you can make the money, so I would. No, I can't even can't even do that. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because I was gonna say like maybe hedge and do the Packers and the Vikings over and hope one of them fall at nine wins and the other one falls like above nine. Which one of these teams is getting more than nine wins? Like I feel totally confident yeah. in that. Like if the Packers ends up shitting the bed, then the Vikings will be there and vice versa. Uh, I I think you brought up earlier that the Vikings do have one of the easier schedules for these NFC North teams, uh, which is true. If I can for my birthday just list out the wins I'm seeing out of the gate. 
Uh, you know, there's going to be a Raiders win. I'll give him that Falcons win opening the season. I'll give him hosting the Redskins win. Uh, I'm going to give him hosting the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to give him both Lions wins. Uh, and then a split the Bears. So I don't, that's that's seven just flying through. There's some tough ones. Like there's a uh, there's an at Chiefs, at Cowboys, back to back, which is going to yeah, be. That's a tough little stretch there. Yeah. Um, and you got, you're, you're traveling West Coast the last, two of the last four games, or two of the last five games at Seattle. But it's, I like it because you got that bye week heading into Seattle. Great point. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not really sure how Seattle's going to be this year. And then you got, you know, home for Detroit and then at the Chargers. So east heading west is always a bit of a – can be a bit of a, a trouble. Um, but, uh, you know, I think those are winnable games, especially towards the end of the season. If their health maintains uh, and some of those teams fall off, you know, they could be sitting in the driver's seat there. But uh, I don't think I don't think there's an 11 or 12 win team in this division. I think we're going to see 10, 6, 9, 7, 7, 9. And I think that's going to be for most of the teams in that division. Tough division for your birthday. But I, too, I like the over at nine wins on the Packers just because I think Aaron's got a little bit of fuck you in him. And uh, that could be that could be the difference maker right there. Yeah, it's just like I uh, I just can't do it. Like as much as I love money, like rooting for Aaron Rodgers is like it's just like a super that's a tough hang for me. That's a that's a difficult yeah. mo- that's a difficult flex for me to move it's the things kid, kids would say. Uh, all right, I'm going to hedge my bet. I'm just going to do 200 on the Vikings. I'll do 200 on the Packers. 200 Mab Viking dollars. It. 200 Mab dollars over on each each down, of those guys. Sir. So maybe like maybe it. one over goes on over, both. maybe goes if they both go over, boom, in the driver's seat. Uh, all right, brother, definitely up against it. MVP of the week, who do you got? Uh, I have got in my notes here when I can find it. I'm going to go with John Gruden. Uh, he had a little bit of a teaser there out on social media for the Hard Knocks, talking about he's not really into dreams, he's into nightmares. Because oh, in the man. NFL, you got to take somebody's dream and make it a nightmare for you to survive. Oh. I like that. It just, it just gets me stoked for – Fucking hard knocks. I'm into it. Man, Gruden loves Gruden. Man. Yes, uh, he does. My MVP of the week, I'm giving it to listener Wheats out west and listen listener uh Stacy out central. Uh both emailers of the pod. Both had birthdays last weekend. Just to show you, as I get older, birthday weeks doesn't have to be all about me. Some very special people in my life that I love that had a birthday. So Hats off, guys. Hope you had a great B-Day. Guys, uh, this has been episode 74. Thanks for listening. If you have any ideas for a rip from the headlines, we have a map degrees of separation coming up soon. Shoot us an idea at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. It's summertime, guys. We'll even tackle your Neapolitan showdowns. Just let us know. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Uh, you know, good thing we didn't list in our, in our uh, things about getting old, about forgetting how to sign off on the – what am I doing now? What is this? Oh, it's a podcast. What pod – where am I? It's dark in here. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.